Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, it's another episode of the Roman Show for the week of October 2nd. This week we have three guests on the program. We welcome none other than the beautiful ladies, the hard-hitting metal rock band, the Butcher Babies, who recently visited South Florida. Also on today's show, MVP talks about, well, MLW's one shot taking place in Orlando this weekend, and Pearl Gonzalez who will be part of the UFC 216 pay-per-view. She will be taking on Polonia Botello on October 7th. This plus much more on The Roman Show coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hey everyone, welcome once again to the program. This is The Roman Show, and uh, boy do we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Uh, my co-host, for George Alonzo, taking a little break here, but he'll be right back next week to talk some um, MMA, some pro wrestling, and so much more. Speaking of which, this weekend, on October 5th, you ha- or October 6th, you have NXT coming to town at Coral Gables, or in Coral Gables. You want to make sure you get your tickets uh, before it could be a sellout, and most of the times, every time that NXT comes to town, it is a sellout. So make sure you get your tickets if you haven't done so yet. Also, House of Horror returns to the International Mall in South Florida. It begins this week on Thursday, October fifth. You can get your tickets right now. It's going to run all the way till November fourth, and they have a great lineup towards the end of the carnival they have great artists coming to town uh future guests have included the chain smokers calvin harris steve aoki and so much more then again once the house of horror takes place an international mall that's in miami florida get your ticket to start october 5th all the way till november 4th Make sure you get your tickets and enjoy the haunted house, the free rides, and so much more. It's at 1455 Northwest 107th Avenue. Again, it runs all the way to November 4th. It will get you right in the Halloween spirit. So get your tickets right now. Okay, I'd like to start off today's show with, um, well, the legendary singer Tom Petty has passed away. And, uh, of course, he's had many, many hits, such as Free Falling. In fact... Prior to the program, I was listening to Free Falling just to get myself in the groove. Uh, heck, we even lost uh, Hugh Hefner, uh, the man behind Playboy, believe it or not. So uh, Hugh Hefner has passed away, such legendary gentleman that we have lost here on Earth. But I, I really want to get this off my chest because what happened uh, over in Las Vegas was just very unfortunate. I had an opportunity to speak to the ladies of Butcher Babies, and you'll be able, able to hear the uh, interview as I sat down with Heidi and Carla, such outrageous uh, evilness. I, I can't even describe or put into words what occurred. 
uh, in Vegas. But what really what really pisses me off here, and I'm going on a rant, is that like myself and like many of us, we love music, we love sports, we love wrestling, uh, MMA, whatever it may be. And we go to these events to basically get our, ourselves uh, a little break, right, from our, our everyday life, our jobs, our our hectic problems, whatever. Maybe you're, you're, you have a disease or a sickness and you want to forget about it. And you go to these events to entertain yourself. And the people in Vegas were just having a great time in the weekend listening to some good old country music. And this thing decided to unleash a fury and killed almost 60 people. Innocent people that did not deserve to lose their, their lives. In the victims, you have uh, one gentleman who protected the rights uh, of this country. The rights that that very man has carry guns. And he toured Afghanistan and he was in a war zone and he never lost his life. He came to the United States right in his own backyard, a place of peace. Uh, a place where he, su- he was supposed to relax and enjoy some music, and he lost his life. And that right there is just it's just really uncalled for. I'm not you know, against the Second Amendment. I mean, it is part of our Constitution. Plus, it's too late to eradicate all the guns that exist in the States. But something must be done. Something must be done. And, and, and in, in this case, you can't even blame any mental illnesses, although, of course, mental illness does play a role, and we have to be serious about that too. But this was different. This was a man who... Uh, apparently, or it seems that he was right in the head. He was a gambler. Uh, he had money, 64 years old. So it doesn't really fit that profile of what we've seen in past assassins. And this is this just really came out of left field. So something must be done. The government has to come together and see some sort of way how we can prevent such tragedies like this, save some lives. I mean, how many mass shootings have we had in the past five years? I can't even tell you. I can't even count how many people uh, have lost their lives. I think I saw a number once that more people are losing their lives here in the United States compared to the war in Afghanistan, which is still going on, by the way, in a year, in a, in a, in a, in in a matter of a year. So it goes to show you how unfortunate of a situation we are stuck in. And I'm not blaming anyone for what occurred in, in, in Vegas, but no one anticipated that. No one anticipated these things. However, something can be done. Something can be prevented as far as laws, gun laws, prevent semi-automatic weapons. And I know you can rig them, but, but, but be a little bit more, more, more in, enforce these laws. Because this is no joke. People are losing their lives for no apparent reason. Heck, it could have been me. It could have been you. It could have been your children. It could have been a friend. It could have been your mother, your your father, etc. It could have been any of us. Something must be done. Coming up next, the Butcher Babies. Talk about their new album, which is dropping later this month in October. And we touch a little bit about Las Vegas. And my condolences, my prayers to the victims in Las Vegas. The UFC has announced that they will be donating $1 million. Listen, money is not going to bring people back. Something must be done. Fuck with me, you know I got it. 
Roman of the Roman Show with the ladies of Butcher Baby, Heidi and Carla Girls. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to see you guys again. Thank this you. time we're not under the hot weather uh, yeah. here in the summertime where it's uh, in the fall, but we typically always have summer here in Florida. So yeah, great performance, by the way, guys. Thank Amazing you. stuff. I know you guys play a little bit of the new stuff. I'm going to start off with, with uh, Heidi first. Headspin, I heard he plays that. I know yeah. one of the comments was, is, I, I know you guys don't know it yet, but soon you will. Well, I mean, we yeah, we just released it a couple of days ago. So uh, we actually had quite a few people singing along with us. So that was really cool to look out and see people singing a song that, I mean, it, it you've had like four, maybe what, two days to listen to it. So um, it was really cool to look out and see people singing it. And last night it was the same thing. We looked out and pe- saw people singing along. So... Um, it's cool to see that reaction to a brand new song. One thing I noticed about Headspin, it has a different approach. It starts a little melodic, it gets a little heavy. Is this a different take? Is this what we're going to expect in the new album, Linda, when it drops later this There's week, this month? There's a lot of melodic stuff on our first album, Goliath, and um, we've always loved stuff like it. We love harmonizing together, we love singing, we love screaming as well. So this whole album runs the gamut of, of emotions and, and different kinds of screams and things. And so there's a huge, very down element to it. So how how was the production in uh, in this record compared to others in the past that you guys have done? Oh, it's very different. I mean, every album we've done, we've done with a different producer. Um, this one in particular, it was really cool because, uh, you know, we've known Steve Evitz for a long time, and he's always, you know, we've, we loved work. We, we did a, one song with him way back in the day, and it was never released, but we really enjoyed working with him at that time. So when it came up to do the album with him, we're like, yes, absolutely. One thing that's great about Steve is he's a perfectionist, which I fully appreciate when doing an album. He doesn't do any auto-tune, any pitch shifting. Uh, He doesn't do fake drums. He doesn't do fake anything, really. Everything you hear on the album was actually really played. No auto-tune in this one. Oh, yeah, no auto-tune. I mean, every every album you hear nowadays has... Auto tune or fake drums. Mo- a lot of metal bands do that, uh, where they have fake drums. But um, all, a lot of music <laughs> in in other genres. I mean, they do it too. So uh, it was really cool to be able to really do everything. It, the tambourine is real. The shakers are real that you hear in the very first song on the album, which you'll hear soon. Um, everything's real, and that was really fun to be able to do that with Steve. He uh, he sits outside the vocal booth. And he's like, ah, that was a hair sharp. Let's do it again. <laughs> to perfection, which is great because when you go in to play it live, you've done it a million times. And, and you, you know, even in rehearsal, it's like you've done it a bunch of times. You know what? No, you, you know how that feels in your throat to hit that. So. Um, it was a really, really great experience, and I can't wait to work with him again. And I can't wait to hear the complete album when it drops. Carla, you've been busy, too. You're not only a, a musician, but also a novelist, an author, and an artist. How, how do you find the time to do all this stuff? I think we all we all have different creative endeavors. When you're a creative person, you just do different things. I mean, that's how I make a living. So I have to, it's like having a job and then also following your passion. My passion is this band. It has been since the beginning. So I have to have some kind of income. So my, my income stems from my other creative endeavors, you know, art and writing and stuff like that. But we all do something else to, you know, to survive. It's, music is so, it's different nowadays. You don't get huge record deals with huge advances. We all work our butts off in one way or another to make ends meet so that we can keep doing this, you know. 
the way it goes nowadays. You guys start way, way, way back. You were going to comic cons. You guys have any plans of going to any yeah, comic cons? We still do go to comic cons. We have so much fun. Heidi and I have a project together coming up called Blood Sister, where we make all different kinds of cool things together. She's super crafty, so we put our my art and her craftiness together to make these awesome products. And we. We love uh, comic book culture and, and all that stuff, so we'll definitely be at more. But, I mean, we're kind of busy doing the, you know, being on the road and, and playing our music. Yeah, we actually just did one in Charlotte. And it was cool because um, a lot of people that are coming to these shows had, had met us at that Comic-Con, didn't know we were in a band, and we're like, come to the show, and they did. It's awesome. Um, you know, I think um, stuff like that all goes together. Comic culture is very similar to heavy metal culture. So it's, it's cool to be able to, to, you know, do both. But the next two and a half months, we're living on this bus and playing shows every night. So no Comic-Cons for us. <laughs> Speaking of which, very diversity in this tour with Hollywood Undead and, and Denver, which, mind you, I, I found them pretty cool uh, opening yeah. up for you guys. Tell me about this tour and what can people expect once they visit the city. You know what I love about this tour is the diversity. And we've never done a tour like that. Never. You have a rapper and then a metal band and then hip-hop metal <laughs> it's it's super diverse and i think that it's really cool it's kind of it's a, like a throwback to like the family values tours and i think that hollywood and dead did a great job in selecting their support acts uh to come out and offer so many diverse musical tastes i think that's great i mean that's how you bring people together and like like it is at any show you ever go to, bring so many people together that maybe you wouldn't have met prior to. And maybe you wouldn't, you you never cross paths, and here you are in a group of people having a great time. And I think that's what's beautiful about all shows ever. And, and I want to touch base on that because today it so happened that we, well, yesterday we had that, that horrible news and that shooting in Las Vegas. So I want to get your take on it because me as a, as a, as a, as a big fan of music and you ladies as performers, Going into this thing, it just so many things go in now as a fan and also as a performer. So I'd like to share with you first, uh, Carla. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, obviously it's horrible. Uh, you know, this has been going on for for years now, and, and all over the world it's been going on forever. You know, acts of terrorism or acts of uh, you know any act like that to me is an act of terrorism, whether it's Muslim, whatever. Um, obviously, this is one sick person that wanted to leave his mark in a very horrific way. I, I think that um, mental mental illness is something that we don't deal with enough in this country. Gun control is something that uh, we don't deal with enough. But everybody has their own opinion. I don't really want to get political about it in an interview because we all have different opinions on stuff. But that's my thoughts on it. And now it's time to give you a reality check. And there, well, they were the Butcher Babies. Visited the Culture Room. Great show. Phenomenal. They are on tour right now as we speak with Hollywood and Dead and Demrick. Check them out at a city near you. Well, let's talk some pro wrestling. Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest will take place December 9th at the Mascanosa Youth Center. 250 Southwest 114th Avenue. That's in Sweetwater. The event is absolutely free. Glacier is going to be in the house. So make sure you... Get your actually is a free Eventbrite ticket that you are able to uh, acquire online, and we will be posting that link on our social media. And follow us, like us on Facebook. That's Roman Show Media. Like us on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, Roman Show. And also uh, 
go ahead, give us a a like or subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. Mind you, that's where you can also see the Butcher Babies interview that you just heard. Although I apologize, there was a little incident there with the audio, or not the audio, sorry, the footage. But go ahead, subscribe to the YouTube channel and enjoy the heck out of the interview. Love those ladies. They're always fun. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to speak to them because these ladies came from being said, oh, they're just a bunch of uh, girls who are walking around half naked and singing. No, these girls could rock. So my hat out to the ladies. Keep kicking ass. Butcher babies. You freaking rock. Hell in a Cell is this weekend. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship title. I got my money on Shinsuke Nakamura. I think it's time that this man gets an opportunity. Although Jinder, Jinder, not Jinder, Jinder has been doing a pretty good job as playing the heel role. Uh, but it's time. It's time to get a little Japanese flavor. I'm not just saying that because I'm married to a Japanese, but I think it's time. I think Shinsuke Nakamura... Uh, deserves an opportunity. At one time, they were saying he was going to be the next John Cena. Uh, John Cena, as we know, could be MIA for some time. Uh, well, we did see him in Dancing with the Stars with Nikki Bella. But give a shot. Give a shot. Give an opportunity to Shinsuke Nakamura. Let's see what he can do. He has the fans. I mean, what type of wrestler goes out and people are humming or singing to your song? That right itself, in itself is awesome. He doesn't even have to speak anything. Give this guy a chance. Also, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon just shows you how much respect they have for Kevin Owens in a Hell in a Cell match. I can't wait to see that. I don't know about you, but knowing how Shane McMahon is, you can anticipate that this man is going to be flying from somewhere, somehow, some way. All right, coming up next, MVP is on the show. He is a uh, Miamian, a 305er, but... It's the first time, or one shot as they're calling it, MLW, Major League Wrestling, returns to action in Orlando for one night only. An MVP is going to be taking on Sammy Callahan, and Ricochet is going to be in action, uh, Mia Yim, Santana Garrett, and so much more. This is going to be a phenomenal wrestling program that you do not want to miss if you are in Orlando, or if you want to catch it online, head on over to the Roman Show website to find out more details on how you can watch this program on your computer, tablet, phone, etc. So head on over to theromanshow.com to find more details. MVP on The Roman Show coming up next. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to the Roman Show, October 5th. Make sure you get your tickets if you haven't done so in Orlando at the Guilt Nightclub. MLW returns with one-shot tickets information, MLW.com. And it's a pleasure to once again welcome MVP, Miami's own, on the Roman Show to talk about the event as he takes on Sammy Callahan. MVP, what's going on, my man? Yeah, man, uh, well, I'm feeling pretty good because, uh, Right now, I'm down here in Houston, and I'm with the uh, the Rebel Arms family, Immortal Technique, Chino Excel, Poison Pen, and uh, they did a fundraiser in San Antonio for the hurricane relief effort. Sure. And right now, we're going to uh, spread some of that love around the money they raised to uh, help some people that were were hit by the storm. So, uh, I'm, I'm always in motion. But uh, regarding October 5th, MLW One Shot Guild Nightclub, me versus Sammy Callahan. Uh, I, I wrestled Sammy Callahan before.
it was a complete slobber knocker. <laughs> it was a fight. And, and for two weeks after that, for a couple of days, I was sucking on soup and uh, we smashed up some chairs. It was a pretty ugly sight, which means that uh, if it was an ugly sight, that makes it real palatable to wrestling fans. <laughs> We sure can't wait for that to see you there in action at uh, MLW in Orlando. Now, you mentioned about Houston. I know last time I checked with you, you were living in Texas. Are you, you're still in Houston, so did, did you, yeah, in, you I, were impacted I by... I reside in Houston. Uh -huh. I tell people always, like, I reside in Houston, but Miami is home. So, I want to ask you about that because in Florida, uh, now Houston, you know, hurricanes. We're, we're, not only we got the football team, but, you know, we're synonymous. We have hurricanes every summer. So uh, on your end, over there in Houston, uh, what impact did you feel on your end? Uh, did, were you impacted by any way uh, on a personal level? Uh, I was extremely fortunate that my house sustained minimal damage. I had some roof damage, which caused some, uh, some ceiling damage, but my neighborhood was flooded. Hmm. So sad to say, here in Houston, less than 15% of the population has uh, uh, flood insurance. Right, wow. But for some reason, you know, uh, it, it's just a sad seeing all the people's homes are literally underwater. It's a really sad sight. But what? Well, well, did you experience uh, Andrew uh, in '92 here in Miami? Actually, when Andrew came through, I was uh, I was in Central Florida. I was in prison. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I missed out on Andrew. You missed out on that one. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it's good news on your end, and and also kudos to you and and the rest of the folks that are helping out those victims during Hurricane Andrew because, uh, you know, we've seen the images here in, in South Florida. We were lucky this time with Irma. Nothing bad or major happened. You know, the folks in Monroe County and the Keys did impact, but thankfully we were okay. So back to you, MVP. You know, last I checked with you too, you were working on, on, on uh, a couple of singles of rap. Uh, I know Wale is a part of MLW uh, or will be assisting. Are you guys going to do a little cypher uh, that night by any chance during intermission or plan on working on something together and what is your status with your rapping career uh well that's just it it, it never was a career uh -huh. uh, it was always just a hobby something i do as a release mm -hmm. because if it becomes a career then it becomes a job and if it's a job i don't want to do uh -huh. so <laughs> that's uh that's pretty much the status i it was just you know i got a studio in my house and i just like to make music for fun uh -huh. but at no point was it ever anything that i was uh trying to pursue as a career. I'm a professional wrestler. That's what I like to do. I but, rap because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Now, do, do you have any personal favorites? Uh, you know, you got South, in South Florida, we got Kodak Black, who's making a name for himself. Uh, any any new rappers that you're, you're keeping an eye on that you jam to their music to? Man, I just realized I'll be 44 <laughs> uh, a few weeks after my... Uh, Few weeks after MLW one shot, the 28th I turned 44, uh -huh. and I am now officially an old man shaking my fist at these young kids <laughs> that don't know good music. I'm not a fan of a lot of these new mumble rappers rapping about popping pills, and uh -huh. it's just it's not my group. I'm not into it. You know, I'm, I'm like I said right now, I'm rolling with Immortal Technique and Chino XL, and if you know what, what oh, yeah. they're about, you know that that's that's hip hop. Yep. Out there. And, and I don't hate rap. Uh -huh. You know, it's just, you know, I'm at an age where I came from a time where lyrics meant something. Mm -hmm. Where if you're going to grab the mic, you better have something to say. Mm -hmm. And I've always been into lyrical MCs, not mm -hmm. just, you know, mumble, 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 take some pills, mumble, 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 pop a molly. That's mm -hmm. just not, not my groove, man. 
well, look at you, surrounded there by uh, Hip Hop uh, Gold there with Chino XL. Uh, so that, that's awesome in itself. Now let's talk a little bit of, of pro wrestling. Why don't you get your take? I know your former employer there, uh, TNA, Impact Wrestling, you know, it always changes all the time. But what are your thoughts on uh, the current situation out there? Jeff Jarrett, of course, one of the founding fathers of the product, uh, is no longer with the company. But what are your thoughts on this? I mean, they have some great talent out there, some great workers that really could bring it to the, to the ring. MVP will be in action October 5th in Orlando for MLW One Shot. Another one, New Japan Pro Wrestling had uh, two shows uh, this year, and they were very successful. You also worked for that company as well, and they plan to return to the States. What, what, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get some uh, more success coming out of New Japan Pro Wrestling here? Is there a strong market for them? Uh, well, apparently. They're doing real well. You can't go to a wrestling event without seeing Bullet Club t-shirts. Mm-hmm. about these promotions, you know, in the also WWE, what, what is your opinion now overall in general of the current product of professional wrestling? Where is it right now? Do we have, you know, we just saw yesterday uh, No Mercy where John Cena, we might not see him for a while, and he's, he's the face, right, of WWE. Now they're pulling Roman Reigns. But where is it? You know, how is it identifying itself compared to the time where you uh, were in the WWE uh, and, uh, and Impact Wrestling? Be honest with you, I haven't watched any WWE programming in quite some time. Mm-hmm. 
if, if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on and I see somebody I know, I might watch for a little bit. But uh, I don't watch, I don't consume wrestling the way that I used to. But overall, the state of pro wrestling, I think it's better than it has been in a long time because the independent scene is, is on fire. You've got over 100 different promotions just in England alone. And now with, you know, the digital age with YouTube and, 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 and iPay-per-views and social media, you have wrestlers that are able to get uh, recognition that they weren't able to before. Uh, I, I call it, for example, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. I've never been on WWE TV, but the hottest act in the business. Uh, we were recently on tour with Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore promotion in Australia. And they had the longest line every night. I think they sold their T-shirts out in the first couple of nights. Wow. So that's a testament to the state of the business today. They've never had the benefit of WWE TV, but they are one of the, if not the hottest act on the globe. So uh, I also like the fact that there's obviously been a philosophy change at the top of the WWE food chain because well, once they wouldn't even acknowledge wrestling outside of the universe, now, you know, they have, like, the, the May Young Classic bringing in all these women from all over the place that aren't necessarily signed. The 205 Live, when they brought in all the cruiserweights to, to, for that tournament. Um, and, you know, they're hiring guys internationally and allowing them to keep their identity instead of repackaging them. Because, for me, Brian Danielson will always be the American Dragon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who Daniel Bryan is. I know Brian Danielson, one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. And... You know, I, I, I subscribe to that. I really like that guys are coming into WWE now, but being able to keep their identity and not having to sign it over to, to the company. So seeing that philosophical change in WWE's product is something that I like to see. I'm for the boys. Mm-hmm. Anything that's good for the wrestlers, I'm, I'm happy with because that in turn is good for the fans. And WWE being the biggest company in the world, I mean, they're the NFL of pro wrestling. Uh, it's great that for the first time in a very long time, you can make a living outside of the WWE. Between Mexico, Japan, the UK, and, and the hotness of the indies now, you've got a lot of pro wrestlers. You're not going to be rich. The WWE is still the only place you can go and get rich. Mm-hmm. But you can make a comfortable living as a pro wrestler and not have to punch anybody's time clock. And I think that's a very good sign for the business right now. Uh, so you spoke about training. Are you still training jiu-jitsu? So, what are your thoughts? Because we're seeing a lot of MMA fighters that are making that jump from MMA to pro wrestling. Shayna Baszler is one of them. Matt Riddle, who has been killing it in the indie scene. I know that WWE has an eye on him. Uh, there's even talks of Ronda Rousey making that transition from MMA to wrestling. Uh, what, you, are we going to see more and more of them coming into, into pro wrestling, in your opinion? Uh, it seems like a no-brainer. Um, you know, I tell people all the time that Pro wrestling was the original MMA. And, you know, what we do in, in pro wrestling is simulate combat. So, to have, you know, Brock Lesnar already showed being a, a major box office draw for UFC and the WWE, you know, a, a woman like Ronda Rousey, she has the audience. She knows how to, how to sell a fight, and she knows how to legitimately uh, do combat. So she just has to be taught how to do it in a in a working fashion, as the saying goes. And you know, it, it seems like a very natural jump. I, I think it's good for the business. MMA fans, a lot of MMA fighters are fans of pro wrestling, and a lot of pro wrestlers are fans of MMA. So it just seems to make sense. 
Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It goes hand in hand, and we saw the success. I, I, I still credit. I know many. There's always that debate: should Brock Lesnar go into the UFC Hall of Fame? Because his his career, of course, compared to a Randy Couture, wasn't that long. He didn't win as many titles, but he did win the heavyweight title at least once. But you know, he made he made that change. He brought that crowd from the pro wrestling into into UFC or to MMA in general, and it picked up the pay per view buys. So you got to give credit credit to do to Brock Lesnar. I could attest to that. I, I think you're right. You hit it right on the money there, um, MVP. Well, I want to thank you for your time. And everyone, check out MLW One Shot October 5th in Orlando at Guilt Nightclub. MVP steps in the ring against Sammy Callahan. You know, I, I loved MLW, the original one. I hope it came back, not just one show, but I'm excited to see it. MLW.com. Check it out. If you don't have any tickets, purchase it right now. MLW.com. Thanks so much for your time, MVP. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. We'll be we'll, we'll play some Uncle Luke. Take it back to the 305. You good old days. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to the showdown. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Johnson could be returning to the UFC. Many thought that, heck, he might even try the WWE or pro wrestling for that well, that matter. But no, it's not the case. Anthony Johnson could be returning to the Octagon, but this time in the heavyweight division, not in the light heavyweight division, as you know that he wasn't successful against the, uh, Daniel Cormier. He was unable to beat him, and the same thing goes when he was he took on John Jones. But we don't want to talk about John Jones. So Anthony Johnson could be coming back. Anthony Rumble Johnson, although he did say he retired because he wanted to have an opportunity to just hey, you know, I don't want to have a concussion uh, or any sorts of these injuries. I'm going to dedicate myself uh, to me, right, and dedicate myself to something else. Or I mean, he said movie roles, but I think that that's the case. So. Apparently, he's going to have a one-on-one conversation with the UFC to see if he returns. Why not? I think Anthony Johnson is a great, great athlete. And he might even give Stipe Mishoek uh, an opportunity. I think he might give him a challenge there. Why not? Uh, Stipe loves to throw throw down, and so does Anthony Johnson. And Anthony Johnson can knock the hell out of you. So why not put those two together? Why not? When you really look at the UFC heavyweight division... um, it's missing something. It's missing something. You know, it always seems that in that division, I'm not saying that it's not competitive, but there's always seemed to be one guy that's king for some time, and someone, after three, two or three, four times, uh, title defenses, 
someone comes in and beats him. Uh, it's not like we have like a Demetrius Johnson who's in the 125s and he is reigning king for a long time. You know, there's always constant changes in the heavyweight division. Uh, Stipe has held it now for some time. Kane held it for some time. Kane was known as the baddest man on the planet at one time. Uh, but why not? Let's give Anthony Johnson an opportunity to see if the man comes back to the octagon and gives us some more action. Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson this weekend at UFC 216. I want to talk about that in just a few, but it was just announced this week. Jose Shorty Torres will defend his bantamweight title against Gleitson De Jesus at Titan FC November 17th. That, my friend, is going to be amazing. Torres, of course, uh, is undefeated in mixed martial arts in his young career of MMA. And Glitza de Jesus, he's a local boy here from South Florida who is very exciting when you see this man. This is a guy who has practiced capoeira for God knows how long. And he is definitely going to give a nice little challenge to Jose Torres who is on his way to the UFC any time now. Jose Torres, of course, is coming out of an injury. Uh, that's why he was unable to defend his title in the last Titan FC. But needless to say, these two are going to bring it. It's the main event for November 17th. Get your tickets as soon as they are on sale. We'll have more information on the RomanShow.com for that main event. And yours truly will be out there announcing. So come eat, come out, check me out. I'll take a picture, sign uh, some pictures or whatnot. And uh, looking forward to meeting you guys out there at the Pembroke Pines City Center in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Well, with that being said, there's an event coming up October 21st, Mixed Martial Arts. That's Amateur Mixed Martial Arts taking place in Doral, Florida. I'll be announcing that event, 7245 Northwest 25th Street. 7245 Northwest 25th Street. Get your tickets right now, 305-394-9696. Premier Fight League. The Real Fight Returns with PFL 13. Do not miss it. Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson for the interim lightweight title at UFC 216. This is going to be fun. Kevin Lee and uh, has been talking a lot of smack. Uh, in fact, he even said that he might consider giving a title shot to Conor McGregor. Mind you, McGregor is the current title holder. Lee and Ferguson are fighting for the interim lightweight title. Now, one thing that was interesting is Ferguson and Fabrice Verdum, the heavyweight uh, competitor who will be on that card, ironically got in a little scuffle, a verbiage scuffle in a media uh, uh, roundtable, which was quite interesting because here you have this 155er going up against this big, huge heavyweight, but they were cussing each other out, calling each other names, derogatory names. They were going at it. I, I, Verdum was speaking in Portuguese and Ferguson was speaking in English and in Spanish. It's really, when you look at the video, it's hard to say how and, and who the heck started this. We don't know. It seems that Ferguson was speaking and for Verdum said something. So Ferguson basically said, hey, Fabrizio, be quiet. But he kind of said it in a rude way. So Fabrizio just went all out you know, in Portuguese. Started saying all these things. And, uh, come on, guys. Keep it professional. But hey, I get Ferguson. He's uh, pretty, uh, pretty much of an hothead. But hey, it sells, right? Why not? One thing I want to say, John O'Mears, this guy, if you don't know who he is, look him up on Google. <laughs> because this guy defeated his opponent using the Boston Crab, or better yet, the Walls of Jericho. Yes, he submitted his opponent in an MMA fight using the Walls of Jericho. And who would have thought of this? But this is true. John O'Mears, look him up right now. This man says that he did not anticipate 
submitting or having his opponent tapping out to the Walls of Jericho or Boston Crab. Needless to say, hey, anything can happen in mixed martial arts. Once again, UFC 216 takes place this Saturday, October 7th. And Pearl Gonzalez will be a part of that show. She'll be taking on Boliana Botello. And Pearl Gonzalez had an opportunity to sit down with me and talk about her upcoming fight, her second fight in the UFC. Both of these ladies, ironically, were in the XFC. And we all remember about the XFC. They were a Florida-based company that uh, did very well down here. Now they expanded all the way to Brazil. So coming up next, Pero Gonzalez on The Roman Show. Enjoy. All right, everyone, UFC 216 takes place October 7th, and this young lady will be on the card. She meets Juliana Botello, Miss Pearl Gonzalez, right here on the Roman show to talk about her upcoming fight on pay-per-view October 7th. Once again, UFC 216 taking place in Las Vegas. Pearl, how are you? I am amazing, Roman. Thank you for having me on. Well, you know, uh, one thing I got to commend you with, you know, when, when I give you a buzz, your, your, your voice message is hilarious. It's awesome. It's very positive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It, it reminds you to smile and just you know enjoy everything. So that's that's a good uh, uh, way of thinking all the time, no matter what. So how how are we going into this fight? How are you feeling? I am amazing. Uh, it's a week away. I've had a great uh, nine week camp, and I'm feeling good. I'm just I'm ready to get in there and and uh, show myself. I you know my last fight, I didn't get a chance to do that. I think I was um, caught caught in the moment and. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of it this time and truly really show, showcase my skills. Did you do anything different in particular, uh, of course, physically, mentally, in preparation to this fight? I would say mentally. I, I've been working with uh, Wrestling Mindset, which is a, a mental, is mental training and mental coaching for athletes, uh, competitive athletes. And so I would say I, I did bring that on. Um, as far as the training, I, I've been training in Chicago for the last eight weeks. I actually just got back to California a couple of days ago. I'm here in San Diego. Um, and we are getting ready to leave for Vegas tomorrow. So going into this fight, you made your debut last time around. Uh, did you did you have butterflies in that debut? I did. Yeah, I was so ready. I was so focused. And when the moment came, those lights got really bright. I think Bruce Buffer was amazing. And uh, I think I kind of I kind of got lost in that moment, like I said. And uh, I wasn't as focused and, and mentally sharp as, as I wanted to be. And so I made a lot of mistakes. Unfortunately, it cost me a fight. You know, it's heartbreaking. But um, I, I came home and um, thought about it. Obviously, I was heartbroken for a while. But, you know, I realized what I did wrong and, and what I needed to change. And I've been working on just that. And, and this time, I'm just ready to take advantage of this moment. I get 15 minutes in there to show the world who I am as an MMA fighter. And, and I won't let these, these, these seconds, minutes pass me by. You know, how ironic it is that you fought under the XFC banner, and so did Poliana. Uh, she also fought for XFC when it went to uh, to Brazil. How ironic is that, huh? That's what I said. When I, when I got this matchup, I thought that was interesting. I was like, that's kind of cool. We both we both hold titles with XFC, uh, and I think it's going to be a great fight. She, she looks strong and tough. You know, she's got a 100% knockout rate. 
knockout rate, um, so I know that she's very dangerous, and so I am I'm so up for this challenge. I'm so ready for it. Now, Poliana hasn't really fought, though, in about two years. Uh, she was actually scheduled to make her debut not too long ago, but then she was in, her injury uh, played a role in that. Uh, do you think that could play a role in this fight, and, and is that an advantage towards you? You know, possibly. I think that for my debut, I hadn't fought in, in about a year, and I know for me uh, that played a role, but everyone's different. Um, I'm, I'm going to expect her to be the best, the strongest, uh, the most dangerous that she's ever been, and um, so I, I don't want to look at that. I'm not looking past her. She's a very dangerous opponent, and, and I'm just going to expect her to be better than ever. And what is your opinion right now on the current status of the strawweight division in the UFC? What are some of the talent, that new talent coming in, like Juliana and the ones that have been there? I think that this division is exciting. I think that we are going to see some, some things change in this division, especially because they've just added the flyweight division. So I think that some girls will go up and... Um, and and, uh, and who knows if they have the 105-pound division. I think that, you know, a lot of girls in the 115, um, some of them don't truly belong. Some of them are bigger. Some of them are smaller. And so I just, I think that it's, it's a deep, it's, to me, it's the deepest division that we have. Uh, most talented as far as women go is the strawweight division. Um, but I do, I do think, again, that, that we will see some changes in this division, especially because my weight division's been added. I took a look at your, your Twitter account there, and you're spreading information there about Puerto Rico. By any chance, are you descendants of Puerto Rico? I have uh, family members that are Puerto Rican. I, I have very little, but my family members are, my husband is Dominican, and, and obviously the uh, Dominican Republic was, was hit too. And mm-hmm. So just a lot of friends and, and, and um, close loved ones that, that are Puerto Rican. And so have you, with those few friends or... or um Long distance uh, family members you have in Puerto Rico have been in communication with them. Everything okay? Yes, everybody is okay thus far. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're all concerned and hoping that yeah, everything is is okay. Even in Miami, you know, we have family in Miami and, and Florida and, and how that was hit. So we've we've been praying hard and and you know, hopefully after my fight camp, if if need be, if I need to go to Dominican Republic, if we need to go to Florida to help our family, I'll have some time to go ahead and do that. Thank you so much for your time. Just one thing, prior to going out to a fight, what is your ritual? Do you typically do anything? Uh, do you take a nap or do you do some breathing exercises? What is your typical typical way of getting ready to get inside the octagon? I think that for me, I, I definitely do some breathing techniques. I have I have some specific stretching that I do. And uh, I have a playlist that I listen to come fight day. But I'm super chill, super relaxed, and... and uh, so what is it that you have in that playlist? Let, let us see. Let us in the secret. Okay, I'll give you guys a secret. My workout song is Cardi B. Okay, Bodak Yellow. So I've got, <laughs> got some Cardi B in there. <laughs> and uh, I've got some fun stuff too. I've got some like little male Santos, honestly, bachata, just uh-huh. something light. And, and just to have a, you know, some dancing music and, and get me out of the
um, strong woman kind of music, diva music. Um, but then I have light music and fun stuff just to, to make me happy and, and enjoy the moment. Good stuff. Man. Thank you for sharing. Let's see if we send out a tweet to Romeo Santos. He could walk out with you and sing a song. <laughs> That's pretty neat. So what do you think of the beat that she had with what, Nicki, Nicki Minaj? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. I think that she's also um, she's she's uh, physical, and if she gets physical, I think she should let me teach her how to punch. So that if she's gonna punch someone, at least she can punch it properly and not hurt her hand. So you're saying that if these two were to get inside a cage or an octagon, Cardi B got this? I think she's a little more aggressive. I do, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be Cardi B. She's definitely aggressive right now, and she's super motivated and. And uh, and uh, feisty right now. I think. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time. And again, I want to wish you good luck on uh, October seventh, UFC two sixteen, as Pearl goes on to take on the debut of Liana Botello uh, on pay per view UFC two sixteen and make sure to see. Thanks so much, Pearl. Thank you, Have a great day. You too. Well, that's all the action we got for you guys. This is The Roman Show. Thanks so very much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. TheRomanShow.com is the website. Social media. The Roman Show on Twitter. And Roman Show Media both on Facebook and Instagram. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. You haven't been on. You haven't been heard. We'll catch you at House of Horror this week in International Mall in Miami, Florida. Till then.